Hello, beautiful people, and thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Knowing Place podcast. Um, in tonight's episode entitled Be Healthy, Please, episode 19, I'm touching on some um, a subject that deals with health, particularly heart health and prescription drugs as they relate to heart health in particular. And I love education. I love information. And there's a burden that comes with information and knowledge that once you learn some new knowledge or reminded or refreshed anew, the burden comes in that you can either pretend you don't know what you know or you've learned or you can apply what you know or you learn. So I listened to a podcast recently by Dr. Mark Hyman, and it just provoked me to do a synopsis you know, of this podcast, because I think it's important, something very important that we all need to hear and need to apply to our lives. So that's what inspired this synopsis, this podcast episode. So please listen, please submit any questions or comments. And by all means, do your own research. I am not a doctor. Um, I am a biologist, but I am not a doctor. I'm not a medical doctor. So please do your own research. Inform yourselves, y'all. We cannot continue to be ignorant on matters of health and uh, any matter for that matter. But So please take what you hear in this episode and do some research on your own. And please make adjustments to your lives so that we can live healthier, stronger, longer lives. So again, thanks so much for joining me. After a quick break, we'll be right back. And we'll get into the podcast. Peace and love as always. Welcome back, good people. So once again, I'm here tonight to give a synopsis of a podcast episode that I listened to by Dr. Mark Hyman. And he interviewed a doctor, um, Dr. Asim Malhorta. And Dr. Malhorta is a cardiologist. And the topic was heart health. And some of the things we've been taught about heart health, um, both erroneously and otherwise. And so I just wanted to get on here tonight and talk to you all because we all know somebody who has had heart issues or diabetes and high blood pressure, things of this nature. And I just want to put this information out there in hopes that you'll do some research on your own because education is key to our health, to our lifestyles and to just having a quality of life. And so pretty much in this episode, talk um, about, excuse me, um, prescription drugs primarily. And one in particular, which are known as the statins, a group of drugs known as statin drugs, which I'll touch on here shortly. But as you may know, some of us, are guilty of this. Some of you may be guilty of this. A lot of us look at prescriptions as a license to do what we like. And what I mean by that is <clears throat> if you're taking a cholesterol medicine, for example, that doesn't mean you should eat all the ice cream you want to and eat French fries and pizza and eat as much fatty food as possible because you take cholesterol medicine. It is not a protection against anything you do. We still have to couple those things with healthy, smart diet, lifestyle choices. And so we have to get out of this mindset of 
using prescription medicine as a shield against whatever we want to do with our lifestyle. Okay, and so that's the first point I want to make. Um, and the fact of the matter is a lot of prescription drugs have data that support them that is based on studies that are funded by the very companies who make the drugs, which is a conflict of interest. So quite naturally, the data is going to support the drug as positive and healthy and good for you because the people who make the drug supported the research to get the data. So that in and of itself is kind of fishy if you think about it. Um, there's a quote by Mark Twain, and he says, um, there are lies, damn lies, and statistics. So we have to be very careful about statistics and the source of those statistics, especially when we are using statistics to make life-altering decisions. So we have to be informed and educated in that way, y'all. So it gets down to money, really. But the particular drug tonight that I want to talk about that was mentioned and discussed in this podcast in particular is a group of drugs called the statins, S-T-A-T-I-N-S, statins. And some of you who may be on cholesterol medicine, your cholesterol medicine is in this category of drug, the statins. Um, and let's be clear, statins do have some benefits. They are anti-inflammatory. You have to do some research on what inflammation is and the dangers of it. Um, they are anti-clotting, so they help do help prevent the blood from clotting in places and at times that it shouldn't. And it actually lowers something called LDL cholesterol. Now, a little bit of tutorial here. LDL, there are two types of cholesterol, HDL and LDL. HDL cholesterol found in the blood is good cholesterol. LDL cholesterol also found in the blood is bad cholesterol. All right, it's a little deeper than that, but that's generally what, how they differ. Okay. Um, and so these two cholesterols, particularly the LDL, has been implicated as a major contributing factor to heart disease. But new studies are showing that this may not be the case. So that's what I want to touch on tonight a little bit. Um, but back to these statin drugs. Although it has benefits, it also has some side effects. Um, muscle pain, muscle damage, and even what's called uh, mitochondrial damage. The mitochondria are the little powerhouses in all of your cells that make energy for your body. So statins have been shown to damage these mitochondria, which could lead to fatigue, things of that nature. So a few stats about these statin drugs. First of all, over 1 billion people, that's a billion with a B, have been prescribed these statin drugs. And 75% of these people have not had any heart conditions. So there it's being overprescribed. And of this, or from these prescriptions, over $1 trillion U.S. dollars has been generated. So again, y'all, money is important. So while statins do have their benefits, they do have some serious side effects. And while they do lower LDL cholesterol, which has been titled or given the title of a major or the major factor in heart disease, this may not be true. So we have this drug that's targeting LDL cholesterol sponsored by these pharmaceutical companies that have demonized LDL cholesterol. 
so they can sell more drugs, obviously. So let's talk about, let's get some clarity on this tonight. Um, first off, over a five-year study of people who took these statin drugs, and these people had, had heart attacks, the taking of the statin drug only increased their life expectancy by 4.2 days. So that brings into question the efficacy or effectiveness of these statin drugs. Now, um, heart disease is the number one killer in the world. Um, and it's been blamed primarily on LDL cholesterol, the bad cholesterol. Um, and the, from 1920 to 1970 is when the greatest, you know, records were kept on the beginning of heart disease. But it peaked in 1970 and the decline after 1970 has been attributed to um, decrease in smoking as well as, you know, increases in uh, medical technologies, things of that nature. Um, and some studies actually show y'all that high cholesterol for older people may be beneficial because cholesterol plays a major role in your immune system, which protects us from viruses and bacteria and things like this. Now, that's not to say that you should eat pizza more and eat more french fries once again. Some people are just genetically predisposed to have higher cholesterol levels than those set by the quote-unquote industry standard. So something to think about there. Cholesterol is not our enemy. It's just when we have the wrong type and in some cases. Um, but it's not our enemy in that sense. And it is not the major factor necessarily in heart disease. Um, so education is key with these types of things. y'all. So please educate yourselves here. Um, so what are some more likely causes of heart disease? Well, in the podcast, Dr. Hyman, um, as he interviewed um, Dr. Mahorta, one of the key factors that is emerging in heart disease is something called insulin resistance. Now, you may or may not know, but insulin is the hormone that communicates with your cells and tells your cells to take up sugar from your blood. So when you eat sweets, your pancreas produces insulin. The insulin tells the cells to take up sugar. The cells open up and take up the sugar, which reduces your blood sugar. Now, of course, when your body, when these fat cells and muscle cells and your liver cells become what's called insulin resistant, they don't open up when the hormone is released and therefore your blood sugar stays high. And this can lead to something called prediabetes, which, of course, can lead to diabetes since your blood sugar is becoming abnormally high because the cells aren't responding to the insulin. And so insulin resistance is a key factor in heart disease, maybe even more key than cholesterol. Another key factor in heart disease is something called triglycerides. Now, triglycerides are another blood fat. Um, and triglycerides are produced by your liver. Your liver converts sugars into triglycerides. So when we eat a lot of sugar, uh, carbohydrates, starches, your liver will convert these sugars, these starches and things into triglycerides. And when your triglyceride levels get out of whack, that also contributes to uh, heart disease factors increasing. Okay, so triglycerides and this insulin resistance, two major factors that contribute to heart disease, maybe more so than 
LDL cholesterol, which has been touted as the major cause of heart disease. So what do we do about this? How do we fight this? Well, first off, y'all, some stats. 88% of Americans are what's called metabolically unhealthy. Listen closely here. That means high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and high blood sugar, which can all be caused by insulin resistance. 66% of U.S. heart attack patients has something called metabolic syndrome. Now, metabolic syndrome is if you have three of five factors. Now, the five factors are high blood pressure, prediabetes, increased weight circumference, so that gut is not sexy. Having that big gut is not something that you have to have when you get older. Having that bigger gut is one of these factors. So high blood pressure, prediabetes, increased weight circumference, high triglycerides, and low HDL cholesterol, which is the good cholesterol. So if your good cholesterol is too low and your triglycerides too high, if you have three of these five factors, high blood pressure, prediabetes, increased weight circumference, high triglycerides, low HDL, if you have three of those five, you have what's known as metabolic syndrome. And so this is a key factor in heart disease. Most people, as I said, 60% of, 66% of heart attack patients have three of these five conditions. So we have to focus on these conditions if we want to minimize our heart disease chances. Now, of the 66% of these heart attack patients, 75% of them had normal HDL levels. I'm sorry, normal LDL levels. So their bad cholesterol was actually normal. So this would help indicate to a degree that maybe the LDL isn't the culprit. But again, it's been given the title as the major culprit in heart disease. So just some facts. I know this is quick, but please research this. And all this stuff is substantiated by research and data and things like that. So these aren't just opinions, per se, or ideas. Um, so what can we do, y'all? Lifestyle changes. Lifestyle changes can rapidly, rapidly reverse metabolic syndrome. What types of lifestyle changes? Well, for instance, avoiding highly processed foods. And usually these are foods that are in a package and have five or more ingredients. Junk foods, processed foods, sandwich meats, mini breads, things of that nature. So if it's in a package and it has five or more ingredients, it's probably processed. Also, low-quality carbohydrates. Need to avoid those. What are those? White breads, rice, pasta, junk sugars, added sugars to things, sweet drinks, things of that nature. Things we love. Things I love, too, matter of fact. Sweet tea is my nemesis. Well, what can we do? We should eat lower carbs, fewer carbs. Uh, we should eat nuts and seeds. Uh, use things like extra virgin olive oil, healthy fats. Uh, fish oils, healthy fats, coconut oils, healthy fats, um, and eat more locally or organic, locally grown or organic fruits and veggies if possible. These are the things we can employ all right, to help reduce the risk of this metabolic syndrome, the risk of this insulin resistance that I spoke of previously. Also with those lifestyle changes, y'all, 
um, exercise, getting enough sleep, meditation, increasing your water consumption, reducing your stress, which goes hand in hand with that meditation and exercise for sure. Believe it or not, laughter, y'all. Laughter boosts our immune system and helps us with healthy thoughts and healthy mindsets and relieves depression, things of that nature. So we just have to remember, y'all, food is medicine. In the show notes for this particular episode, I'm going to put uh, a link to the podcast that I got this information from and I was listening to that provoked me to speak on this. I have those show notes uh, there and I have the link to the podcast in the show notes. I have a link to Dr. Malhorta's book. Um, His book is entitled... um, I didn't write it down, I'm sorry, but I'll put it in the show notes. But he has a book out about statins, getting free from statins. I'm paraphrasing there, but we have to make healthier decisions, y'all. I want us to be healthy. I want us to live longer. Uh, And there's no guarantee that we'll live longer, let's be clear. But I want us to have the healthiest life possible while we are here on earth. We have to cut back on the junk sugars and the carbs. We have to eat healthier. We have to exercise and make lifestyle changes, y'all, so that we can stay out of that hospital and stay off these prescriptions. Simple lifestyle changes can have a major impact on your health. So I share these things with you out of love, from a place of love, just in hopes that something you can research from this and learn from this will help you improve your lifestyle. I'm sending peace and love to each and every one. Shoot me an email or comment on this if you have any input or critiques. And please share this with your loved ones. We have to educate ourselves. We have to be healthier for our loved ones, for ourselves. Breathe deep. Love heart. I love y'all. Good night. Gotta keep myself in check sometimes Cause I tend to dream real big sometimes The fancy outfits and the sparkly awards My name and last the people lined up at the doors But I gotta remember to take it one step at a time Cause people seem to think that you'll be happier Once you reach the top You'll have it all But I'm living for right now Cause what if tomorrow never comes I'm not waiting I'm not waiting For the confetti to fall Yeah, yeah I can't just sit around And wait for my life to start I can make a difference, put a little happiness in someone's heart The fancy car, the glitter and the fame It's all nice, but it won't be worth a thing Love is bigger, so I'ma stand up for love, yeah People seem to think that you'll be happier Once you reach the top, you'll have it Oh, 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 oh.
If there was a rope stretching up to the sky, with all of my dreams at the very top so high, I, I get so caught up in everything around me moving quickly, I forget to cherish every single moment I receive. Ooh, I forget about the climb, I just wanna get there, don't wanna wait in line, even though it's so clear that I'm called to use patience on this journey that I'm on, I know that I'll come out alive and it'll only make me stronger. Uh, uh, while everybody's focused on the hype uh, 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 I'll be wondering why we seem to think You'll be happier once you reach the top You'll have it all I'm living for right now Cause what if tomorrow never comes I'm not waiting I'm not waiting